my name is Jarrett Jackson. I will be your host this evening for the J&J Smoking Hour. Love the name. Brought to you by <laughs> Omerta Cigar Company, Stag Whiskey and Cigar Bar, PuroCigarHouse.com, and Oklahoma City's oldest dive bar, Wilshire Dive Bar. Uh, got Joel Reeser here with us. I'll let uh, Joel introduce himself. I'm Joel Reeser. I am a jack of all trades, but I currently am the owner-operator of our Stag Stillwater location. But uh, for a few years, I managed our uh, the mothership, as we call it, which is Omerta Cigar. And then uh, for two and a half years, I was the uh, lower Midwest territory rep for uh, Oveja Negra Cigars. So, and then a humidor manager at Stag for a cup of coffee as well. So, a cup of jack of all trades. <laughs> And special guest appearance by the head dick himself. That is the director of information and computers, Mr. Sammy Brents. <laughs> Sammy Brents holds uh, many hats amongst our crowd. Um, sure. And I'll let Sammy introduce himself. Just don't break anything so I don't have to break your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> started with a bang <laughs> so if you don't know sammy sammy uh works at the faa i'm not sure what he does it's a government worker so you know he can't be working too hard top so. secret top secret g5 <laughs> G- G- classified um, and he's also uh one of the top storm chasers for news channel nine in the state of oklahoma um you know those crazy guys that get like 20 feet from the tornadoes that's this guy so Glad to have Sammy here. He's a big help, part of the group. And uh, yeah, so we decided to name our podcast the J&J Smoking Hour. Um, where's this podcast going? We don't know. Like Star <laughs> Trek, right? It's places unexplored, but we will. Mm-hmm. Um, I have talked to some reps and some owners. I think as we kind of perfect this model, we will uh, be getting some people in to uh, do some interviews and get to know the people in the industry, uh, maybe on a little bit more personal level than just the blend of the cigars and the selling aspects, which everybody gets to see all the time. Uh, some other things we may talk about besides cigars is uh, sports, because we're big sports guys in this thing, and uh, pretty much any other man-type stuff that we come up with uh, throughout <laughs> the next uh, months as we go forward. Um, so a little bit about the guys that's already been uh, talked about. I'll let Joel go over our locations. Yeah, so, uh, and I, uh, I'll i try not to live up to my nickname here, the Mouth of the Midwest, but as Jared had made reference to earlier, we've got quite a few locations. Uh, I talked about the Mothership, which is uh, Omerta Cigar. Uh, Jared, what is it, 1,100 facings now? Is that is that accurate? You're around that, there, give or I take. Selling you know, it, but give that's or take, down, 5%. Give or take, yeah, and that's down there on uh, Western right off 240. As you can see by Jared's location, he is actually down in Monroe, Louisiana at our governor's uh, lounge at Omerta Monroe down there. Beautiful shop. And uh, it was at Northeast Monroe, technically. That's Northeast. Northeast, Northeast Louisiana. Yeah, Louisiana, excuse me. Yeah. But then uh, we've got our Tulsa location, uh, our own Wayne Van Horn, uh, which is off 71st Street there. Fantastic. And uh, these are all 24-hour locations because they don't have the uh, liquor. You know, we've got lockers and... Uh, Obviously, you can get with any of us talk about the, uh, you know, our uh, membership options. But then I manage the uh, own and operate the Stag Stillwater location, which is the second location for our Stag Lounge uh, down there in Deep Deuce, right off of uh, Second Street. And uh, beautiful location. The analogy that I like to use, and this will sum it up, 
Stag is a beautiful bar with a cigar option. Stag Stillwater is a cigar lounge with a bar option because they've got what three? Yeah, it's, it's so good. Three hundred and twenty, damn near, probably more at this point. Uh, beautiful whiskeys, scotches, cognacs, uh, whatever you enjoy. You know, rum and uh, great cigar selection with our humidor uh, manager Kerry Burrow down there. Elvis uh, with uh, Elvis Les uh, manages that, and he manages Wilshire Dive Bar as well. As Jared referenced, what is it? The oldest dive bar in it is uh, the oldest dive bar in Oklahoma City. Um, yeah. we took over location a few years ago, gave it a little quick scrub. Um, I like to say it's a dive bar for grown-ups, completely clean place. Um, <laughs> that's a good analogy. cigar friendly, about to be a new remodeled patio. And uh yeah, uh, we're working on some more bourbon and uh more bourbon options. Mm-hmm. As we kind of move forward, but it's a place where you can get a antique 107 or a Blends or Eagle Rare or um, the Maker's BRT01 along with your normal dive bar stuff. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for old fashions, probably not the place to go, but we have a few options for you as well when you get to that point. Yeah, and that's what I would say. That's what Stag is known for. Uh, we, we had a joke one day uh, to see if we could do a blindfolded and they actually tested me and I did it uh, almost missed the orange bitters, but with like, like the dump, but we're just having fun with one of our regulars. But uh, yeah, if you are uh, certainly looking for a great old fashioned, you know, Manhattan, Moscow mule, uh, you know, any of that great stuff, come see us at the uh, stag locations. We'll get you taken care of for that. And as Jared made reference to any number of your favorite, uh, favorite blacklist pours, Plenty of cold beer. We serve a lot of beer up there in Stilly, and uh, as does our, you know, our stack location. But great, great whiskey selection, top shelf stuff, and your everyday pours. You got your Woodfords and your Makers and your Basil Haydens. It's a great time. Obviously, you want to relax uh, with a cigar, the great equalizer. Have a drink. It's a great time. And uh, the wonderful thing is, it's all about being in unison, and that's what we are. There's uh, none of us that aren't going to step up and uh, help one another and direct you to one of our other locations, uh, you know, keep it uniform. Simple as that. Nope. And uh, Sammy's at the original location there in South Oklahoma City. We like to call uh, HQ and or the mothership. Um, He's hanging out in the original members lounge. We do have two lounges at that particular location. That is the hub or the brain of the operations. Um, Got a few guys in there hanging out on this fine Tuesday afternoon and well, some great guys. And then there's big Mike. So. Yeah. See, it looks like old Joe. I, you know, yeah. I, I, I skipped big Mike deliberately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great crew. So yeah, just a little introduction to who we are and um, kind of came with this idea for a podcast. So this is kind of be our first go around as we work out some kinks. And uh, so we came up with the agenda. Uh, thanks to Joel. Joel's been uh, great about putting some stuff together. He's done some writing for the Scrum and uh, covering WWE. Or as I used <laughs> don't to know, me, don't even get me started on that today, bro. That was all right. the podcast. Holy and cow. he does a big uh, draft day <laughs> coverage for them as well, which is always entertaining to watch, um, especially when somebody overreaches and picks up somebody earlier than they should. Um, great entertainment for me. I'm not that into it. I mean, I love sports, but yeah. not that much. Um, so next up on the agenda, we're going to talk about some, uh, shop exclusives that the store has. So, uh, I took some liberties, writing some stuff down. Um, so I went with the first one. The first real shop exclusive was the fuck the FDA by, uh, uh JSK cigars. If you guys don't know what Risty one, first of all, he's great people. Uh, yeah. he fits in with our crew and our community very well. 
Um, I feel like when he comes down, like it's like he's been there the entire time. Family. Um, if you guys don't know a lot about fuck the FDA, um, it's actually was the first cigar registered under the new uh, regulations for cigar registrations. Um, I remember at the time there was a, a bunch of like, you know, who were all what, what not about, you know, Ollie was messing up and he shouldn't be, and you know, maybe we'll get him on here one time to tell the story, but make a long story short is the industry was really upset or a big chunk of the industry was upset when he, you know, went through and did the regulations, which he did on his own and a smart guy and uh, turn comes to find out like that was a really key moment in the industry and uh, <laughs> it saved a lot of, a lot of issues going forward. So um, I feel like, and we can talk about our legislation um, part another time, but you there's been a lot of changes that. and some rulings over the last six months that have been very favorable to uh, our industry, which is great. Um, I'm, I'm a big proponent of allowing men and adults to do their thing as long as they're not affecting anybody else. And I really feel like the cigar industry does that. So something we want to keep in mind as we move forward. Um, so we did the original release in 21, which was a Robusto, which can only be found with us, um, specifically on the purocigarhouse.com and within the store network. And then this last year, we did a box press Robusto, which if you don't know anything about the changes from a Robusto to a box press Robusto, um, basically make a long story short, it's it, it's a little less filler, so it does change the flavor profile and kind of uh, brings it down, to, tampers it down a little bit as we kind of move forward. But we were able to get both of those aged for a significant amount of time before the release, and they were all very popular releases as well. I actually still have with me right now, I use it, the cutters we did for this last release, great cutters through Whistle. Um, and I say Bissell, some, I heard some other people say Bissell. I actually need to ask them the proper pronunciation. You know, us Oklahoma guys, we like to slaughter words here. <laughs> <laughs> the next release we have, uh, store releases, is um, by the great people over at uh, Protocol. If you guys are not familiar with Protocol, Juan Cancel and Kevin um, are the owners of Protocol. Um, I mostly deal with Juan. Uh, Kevin, I think, has been to Oklahoma once before. I'm not 100% sure over the years. Um, last year's release, 21, or excuse me, 21's release, uh, is pretty much sold out. I believe we may have like five or six bundles out of the initial 400 bundles we did. Uh, phenomenal release, kind of like a punch you in the mouth right off the bat. But over the last year, it's kind of it's, it's tamed down uh, slightly, but not as tame again. We did have a theme 2022. We did the box press release. Another phenomenal release. They've been, they have some of the records from the biggest days for our locations. One came down. We did a whole tour and releases at the shops over multi days. We plan on doing the same thing in 23 as well and hitting all the locations over like a five day period. So that's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of driving, a lot of laughs. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, another one that's not technically a shop exclusive, but it is for us in Oklahoma. Um, I do not have it here at the shop in Monroe. It's the Punch Brotherhood. Um, so that's like a collab of some really like big, from what I understand, it's it's a bunch of guys that really love Punch. They got, got together with Blender, um, came out with a blend. Uh, we were offered it at Amerta for exclusivity for Oklahoma. I believe only 32 stores across the nation got it. Um, and it's a phenomenal cigar um, with a 680 price point. And we did a little promo with it when it first came out, but it is, especially in Tulsa. Our Tulsa location loves that cigar. 
um, those fine guys over there in Tulsa really seem to support uh, a lot of things we do. It's one of our newer locations and uh, along with the Monroe store. And, and uh, we're fortunate to have that uh, opportunity with General Cigar and Punch Cigars to uh, make that happen. Uh, the last two, Kilo pre-release. Uh, Sinistro, if you don't know James and Colin with the guys out of Cali, great guys. Uh, when they were doing the Sinistro uh, in a Robusto and Toro, we got the pre-release action. This is something we've done with them several times over the years. Um, Last Cowboy, Never Walk Alone, which are all sold out now, the pre-releases in their full production. Um, I do believe the Kilo just went into full production, but we still have a minimal amount of the Robusto and Toro bundles. Um, that have about a year and a half age. We did load up on those quite a bit. That's something that you'll see is a key uh, component of our business model is to load up on pre-releases or exclusives or uh, limited editions as much as possible so that we kind of have it when no one else does. Um, that's kind of something that's important to us and something that we kind of focus on as we kind of move forward. Um, the last one, we still have just a small, small amount left is a Habana Viaje, again, by Sinistro. Uh, the Maduro pre-release, um, great cigar, um, medium to full. Like it's, I like it in the morning with my coffee. Um, we'll call it the breakfast of champs. A little medium to medium full stick. Quite espresso. Get the day going, and uh, get to work after <laughs> we get those knocked out. But um, Joel, Sammy, any comments on any of the, the store exclusives from your guys' standpoint? Sammy, go ahead and go first, man, because I can talk about a few of those, brother, just to get your thoughts on them. Uh, I'd say probably the, uh, the uh, uh, latest uh, protocol. Um, um, I'm at a loss for words. The law, uh, it's been the a, law sir. The law, thank you. And, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, been a, it's been a Monday. I can tell you all about my work day and whatnot. But, you know, well, that's great because it's um, Tuesday, bro. No, that's yeah, the know, best part. It, it, it's <laughs> literally been part. Monday. It's like Groundhog Day. Um, but, yeah, the law, the box press law, absolutely my favorite, my favorite one that we've done. Um, and, uh, and I'm smoking that the first one, series now. There you go. Yeah. Uh, it is, it, it's, it's not as all there as the original. I don't think, I think the original is all there and then some, <laughs> and then, uh, uh, I think the box press takes some of that a little bit, tones it down just a little bit. And it, it just, it makes it for a smooth cigar. Um, super easy to smoke at all of them. That's probably my favorite. Uh, the Brotherhood uh, is great to smoke when you're coming up here, you're ready to go. It's a good, uh, hey, you need need a quick fix. <clears throat> don't want to, you know, don't want a yard guard or anything like that. You just want a good premium smoke, but you want something quick and uh, get it done. But I'm terrible when I'm talking about scars. <laughs> Talk I, don't, I, don't, I don't have all of Joel's descriptors uh, that he has and all, all, all of his yeah. keywords that he likes to use. Yeah, one you know? common theme throughout these uh, podcasts is going to be there's me and Sammy and other guys are like, yeah, we like that cigar. It's yeah. light, medium, it's full, it's it's peppery, it's not peppery, you know, yeah. and that's pretty much about all we got. <laughs> we got Joel with like this, you know, like it was tastes like upside down pineapple cake baked on a Wednesday. No way. degree weather <laughs> at 5,000 degree altitude. You know, he's that guy. <laughs> you got to remember I was a rep, man. I, uh, I sat under the uh, umbrella of the, uh, the Will Coopers, the Charlie Minatos, the Bear Duplissies, and some of the great, great guys that have set the table for what we're doing now. But uh, I think you guys nailed it. And here's the thing, man. Yeah, I can mouth of the Midwest it up. 
when it comes down to at the end of it to a great cigar, I've always said, dude, there is nothing such as a bad cigar because if somebody likes that cigar and it's their favorite cigar, that is all that matters. But as far as the shop exclusive go, I think Sam nailed it with the uh, Law 2.0. In the morning, if I can steal a Twin Peaks quote, quote, I like a cup of deep black Joe, <laughs> a nice hot cup of coffee, and I just find the uh, the Law One, uh, the you know the original was a great punch in the mouth. But the two, like anybody can smoke that. The Punch Brotherhood. I was tired of, oh, wait, get all my goodies. So I was like, man, let's get a hold of this. And we all re-smoked it and everything, jokes aside. And just, I think Sammy nailed it. You know, like me, we just had a nice dinner. It's just like a perfect after-dinner smoke. It's it's just so effortless to enjoy. Uh, I love the FDA because I always keep a bundle of the FDA and then the, the law, now the 2.0, because sometimes you just don't want to overthink grabbing a cigar and if you got your bundles handy you know what it is and you can enjoy that cigar that's what's great about the shop exclusives and the same could be said i love the uh, the kilo and the toro um that's one i grab a lot at the shop uh so if you're wondering why that gets restocked a bunch that's me <laughs> but no we've done it with some some of our great thursday pairings that we feature at stag cigar whiskey pairings i know it's stag in the city that's a very popular one and it's it's become a, a favorite up in stilly too um, and same with the, uh, the Habana Vieja. The other day I was doing inventory. I realized I don't know what we were getting on that. Uh, just because that's another one that's very similar to the Punch Brotherhood that you can just grab what, 30, 45 minutes, you know, a uh, quick drink, quick cup of coffee, and you're, you're on your way. So, yeah, we've done some really good shop and or store exclusives. Uh, uh, and I think you've literally got something for everybody, which is fantastic. Those, uh, that's going to be a common theme kind of moving forward as we, as we kind of massage uh, the opportunities for either um, exclusive national releases uh, where we may not have the store exclusive, but we may get the exclusivity for the release for the first couple of weeks or first week or first month. Yeah. Um, and or as we continue down the road with our current uh, shop exclusive as well, I do have a new one in the works. I uh, won't get too much into it until I get the samples, but uh, it's something we've been working on for about six months. So I'm looking forward to the next round and kind of finalizing the opportunities to, uh, to bring some more stuff to the, to the market, man, to the industry, specifically to our customers, right? It's always nice to find something that you love that you can only get at your shop. I feel like it brings a level of pride and community within the, within the organization. Um, and that's something that's important to me as we kind of move forward. And those are some things that we talk about, you know, last year was, our hashtag was focused on fellowship and this year it's living the cigar life. And uh, we'll, we'll expand on those as we kind of move forward. And those are at the beginning of every year, we talk about, you know, what do we want to focus on this year? What are, what are things that are important to us that we want to convey uh, to our cigar community? Um, when we talk about cigar community, not just our customers and our members, but the people who come into our, our community as a whole, whether it's visiting, um, whether it's friends that don't even smoke, just understanding what this is about for us, what the community means to us and the culture means to us of cigars and the cigar life. And that is, uh, again, that's probably a whole topic for another day. So I want to skip that to the next one, but just to give you guys some background, it is, it is episode one. So we will just, you know, touch on a few things. That we <laughs> uh, big list. I put out a list of the day. We're on a, a small little Facebook group. And we were talking about what was our favorite releases of 2022. And since uh, we got the, the head dick in the house, 
Unless you're Sammy Prince, what you got, man? What's what your top two or three uh, releases for 20? Say top three. Man, you that some down. You know, <laughs> I haven't even I haven't even posted yet because I was looking through everybody else's and going through, you know, all the comments and stuff of what everybody else's was, and I'm like, I'm looking at it. And I'm having a really hard time trying to decide. I've smoked so many this year. Um, but I definitely have to put uh, the Law 2.0 up there in the top three for sure. Um, and the next two, the, the next two is probably common theme for me every year. I mean, I, I, and it's not even really a release. It's just, it just, I keep going back to them every time. And it's something I just smoke all the time <clears throat> when I'm going out and about. But um, I guess it's kind of a new release. Uh, the uh, um, Rorschach Robusto size. Or no, is it the Robusto? Fatigue, or is it Short Robusto. Yeah. Short Robusto. Yeah. That counts. Yeah. That's yeah. a new release. <laughs> that, you know, storm chasing wise, I'd always uh, uh, smoke that Petit Corona or that Pentella, that small Pentella uh, size, the, the original one, because it's just, it was cheap. And, you know, if we're out there going and chasing and stuff, you know, I could light it up, smoke out of it, throw away, not feel bad about it. And it's a great cigar. I mean, for me, it is, anyways. But when that Robusto came out, man, that's just like a great, everyday smoke it and go um <clears throat> and then uh number three um that the uh the yagua uh oh man i smoke a lot of that yagua yeah. from uh, uh jc newman uh, uh mm -hmm. yeah right jc newman mm -hmm. right yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh man that, that yagua i just couldn't get enough of it and then uh you know then jared has to limit them because he can't get them and yeah. So yeah. So I didn't technically live it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put that on me, man. Didn't make them. <laughs> get that good stuff. <laughs> so I, I would I would have to say those would be my top three for the year. Um, you know, the Roar Stack, I mean, it's not all that fancy and whatnot, but you no, know, when it's one that I can just look at and be like, all right. Now, I'm just going to grab it because I know I love that cigar and like it, and it, it, it just fits my palate. Oh. That's all I got to say about that. Beautiful. You gonna you gonna enlighten us with your top three? Yeah, it was tough, man. That was when we were coming over the agenda, man. I probably spent more time looking at those. <laughs> I will give uh, two honorable mentions, man, because it was. I actually thought it was a really good year for cigars, even despite it. So but here we go, top five. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I got, I got my three. So funnily enough, Sammy, Sammy's heard me talk about a few of them on on several occasions. Um, but I certainly got to give an honorable mention to the uh, to the craft twenty twenty two. Really enjoyed that iteration of it from from Mike and Skip and the guys. That was really an enjoyable smoke. And uh, actually, uh, another honorable mention because he's uh, it was close with these two, but the uh, the Olmec, the new Olmec from Foundation Cigars, that's a beautiful cigar. But the top three, winding it down at number three, a uh, little biased, but I really enjoyed the uh, and I know a lot of people said it was lighter to them, but the uh, Blackworks uh, Shaolin really enjoyed that. Number two was one I want to say I smoked back in January or February, and that's the Espinosa. Uh, Laranja Azulejo and Robusto. Uh, just another one of those cigars. You can pick it up anytime. I remember saying that to Big Tony. I know, uh, you know, I, I want to say Jack and Hector and the guys, but my number one cigar of the year was crazy to me because it's not a size that I'm normally going to smoke. But when we got him in, I was like, damn, I just kept smoking and smoking it. And that was the uh, 
Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, me, Karita Black, the Saka Khan. That's a two and a half hour smoke on a game day watching a old Dak Prescott lead the league in interceptions. Uh, you know, it certainly helps make it a lot easier because I thought about his uh, paladin uh, to Saka back in January, too, but just weighing it down to one, uh, me, Karita Black, Saka Khan, Steve Saka. All great choices. I kind of forgot about the uh, Espinosa release. I feel like that Black wasn't last Khan. year's. <laughs> So much stuff happens throughout the year. Yeah, of course. Track, especially with it being, you know, at the end of the year, you're like, that was 10, 11 months ago. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I didn't pick any of our store exclusives. I just don't feel like that was fair. I left them out. Yeah, I left them out. <laughs> um, even though they are some great smokes yeah. and I smoke them on a regular basis still. Um, so no particular order. The Roma Craft Craft 2022. Um, right. Great feel. It's just, it just hits my palate, right? Yeah. Um, Skip and um, Mike did a phenomenal job with uh, getting that one prepared for this year. Uh, we're very fortunate to uh, be in partnership with those guys and uh, have a good working relationship so that we're able to get those to um, our cigar community. So I won't go too much into that because I think all of us kind of mentioned that already. My next two, uh, nobody mentioned, so that's great. Uh, next up, the Warped Eagles Descent. Oh, um, so they did that that Toro release, which they had hadn't done before, and that was the first time the cigar had been released since it was a Hawaiian exclusive, I believe, back in 2019. Yeah. Um, Good choice. It's a Nicaraguan puro, right? It has that Corojo, Colorado uh, wrapper. Um, you know, I feel like it's a relatively bold cigar for warped. Um, you typically don't get a lot of. I don't want to call it a heavy hitter. But for some people, it may be, right? But it, a more robust stick, right? Um, full of flavor, got some strength to it. And uh, I wish it was in a little smaller size. I've got, over the years, I've gotten over that Corona, Petit Corona, and Robusto is kind of where my jam is. I get I get bored, so I like to switch it up easily. Um, great stick. I really enjoyed that stick. Um, I ordered some extra because I think they only made 2,500 boxes. And we're not we're making that size from what I understand. And then uh, another one from the great people in the DR is the uh, new Barbarella Invasion that we released at BCA. God, I knew I forgot. Listen, Damn Barbarella, bro. Listen, <laughs> oh, no Marcel and oh, uh, Henderson, along with Nicole, um, they knocked it out of the park. I, I, a, I love that group. Uh, they always come to the shop after after PCA and do an event with us. And uh, unfortunately, I missed them this year, and Joel actually stood in for me. Um, I had to cover some because uh, everybody got COVID at PCA, including one of my managers. So I was down here in Monroe. That cigar. <laughs> yeah, I was down here in Monroe covering, and uh, well, we had our event when we released the Barbarella Invasion. Uh, love the box. The box God, is, man. I mean, you know, when they had the little speaker, scared the shit out of Bruce Bruce. Sure did. Uh, we'll get Bruce Bruce on here one of these times. He's our store manager there at uh, HQ. Um, great choice, Jared. Great. Great wrapper. Um, I believe it has some medio tempio in it, um, in the in the filler, and that is a box that I've, I mean, I mean, release. I've already smoked a couple boxes, and I know that they had the fire, and I'm glad to see them getting uh, the recovery efforts underway. If uh, from what I've learned from meeting uh, those guys, you know, a couple times over the years, is that this isn't going to hold them back, and they're gonna they're gonna be prepared and come back stronger than ever. Um, and a great line. I really feel like the next guy, yeah. the next company is going to be, you know, Henderson and Marcel, along with uh, 
um, more so a little bit like Nicole. Like it's just a it's just a power team that and so much passion about what they do and uh, what they bring to the table. And I, you know, obviously Henderson's a, yeah. a multi generational um, talent within the within the cigar industry. Um, and as much as I love Nicaraguan tobacco because I like a you know even more robust cigar. Uh, I still have those Dominican roots, you know, my first trip there. That's when I started smoking when I first, you know, started smoking cigars and it went straight to, you know, you know, medium, medium body Dominican. So um, that'll always kind of have a place in my, in my heart when I move forward. But yeah, the Barbaro invasion, phenomenal. Um, I particularly like the Corona, but the Robusto is great as well. I actually have not had the Toro, um, but uh, yeah, like that is something actually we're going to be really, really so I have about uh you can't get them right now they're they're on back order for a while, but I have ten boxes I believe still hidden away, along with uh, their uh, last uh, limited release. We're going to be putting those out in the next couple of weeks. So uh, if you happen to catch this and are a big Aventura fan, uh, be on the lookout because those will be coming out. The uh, I believe it's the La La Llorona. La Llorona, the cr- the crime La, one. Yeah, says, yeah, yeah. Sorry, La Llorona. Yeah. That's why we got Joel. <laughs> so that's my list. Um, that's a, dude, I can't believe I forgot that. Bud's going to ban me now. Bro, both, so many both, good both cigars, brought up ones that I totally forgot about. You dude, know, I, I knew I was missing one. <laughs> Shame on me. I popped uh, more so Anderson. Wonderful. Especially cigar. the ABD stuff, man. I, yeah. I forgot all about that. Like yeah. the, uh, the La Barosa. La Barosa. La Girona. La Girona. No, no, no. The, uh, the, uh, you know the one that you open the box. Oh, the Barbarossa invasion. That's what. The yeah, that's the Barbarossa invasion. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, it. yeah. That was number one. Yeah. Yeah, I still have a box of that, and I love it. Yeah. I love just opening the box and getting the little, you know, the little sound that it makes uh, the little, <laughs> uh, pirate talking. You know, Arr. I swear, that's whole brand man. I thought I was going to get Bruce Bruce a heart attack the first time he opened the box. <laughs> <laughs> that whole line, man. Like just that, you know, you Queen's Pearl, King's Gold. I know you're a big fan of the. Uh, Francis D size of the absolutely uh, yeah just good, kudos to them what a, what a time to be a fan of a premium cigar you know and yeah I'm looking forward to what they have coming up next and uh, continue to do good, great business with those people um that's something I really enjoy I think we all enjoy the the camaraderie and the fellowship with yeah. amongst, uh, us as a consumer and retailer along with yeah. the manufacturers and the reps makes it easy to support good people super Simple. easy man yep. super easy to do yeah. so next up could be a controversial topic who knows but it is uh j and j smoking hour and we don't shy away from controversy oh sir so tpe okay yeah here we go <laughs> coming up next month it looks like yeah. the three of us will be at tpe uh obviously we're taking sammy sammy does a lot of uh it uh, assistance for us and in exchange for favorable considerations from the company <laughs> that's a nice way to say legal great deal, legal great deal for any it person mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah absolutely well, so um thoughts on tpe fellas uh joel will probably have a little bit more to say than sure. sammy since since joel's been on uh both sides of the aisle at uh other trade shows but uh we'll see what mr reeser has to say sure. you want me to start or have sammy go Look, I'll, I'll keep it short and simple. It's it's really interesting because uh, it's kind of like draft night, you know. Uh, this year, so far, you know, I keep keep abreast of of most of the new releases being announced, but it's it's kind of been uh, 
you know, close to the breast so far. So I'm, I'm really excited. Like I always joke with Jarrett, like, as you referenced, you know, I've done it with, with Oveja. I've done it, uh, you know, doing the shopping side of it with, with Jarrett. So, you know, I'm glad to go and, and, and do what we need to do to get business done. But I'm actually excited for Sammy. Sammy, the first thing you need to know is you got to find out where the good coffee is. Uh, that's, that's the, that's the only thing you need to know at the trade show and off the bat, but, uh, TP is actually a really intimate one. It's a lot more go in there, do business, see your people, um, and then go to, you know, go meet up at the, the circle bars of the world and, and the Casa Fuentes and the, you know, Davidoff's and all our hotspots that we like to enjoy, but that's a really good time to, to have an intimate time with, with friends, uh, industry friends. But yeah, it's, it's, it's cool because obviously as, as Jarrett referenced the scandal, the controversy, this is the trade show where Drew Estate, where Altidus, General and Davidoff are, and a, a few other companies, I believe McAuliffe and a few others uh, that we don't carry, but you know, quality brands, but this is a good time for us to go in there and see their portfolio, some key releases coming out for the year and associate with those guys. They've all been uh, great partners of ours uh, and continue to be. So I'm excited to see new releases, uh, you know, go in and, and, and as you're, and I say, like to kick the tires, you know, maybe, maybe see what's new. We got, we got our eyes on a few things and just, uh, you know, put it in the shop, put it in your hands. Um, but I'm really excited for Sammy because I always say, it's kind of like what I told Adam at the PCA last year, minus the uh, COVID-19, <laughs> you know, um, it's really cool to do it for the first time, Sammy. Like, it's a lot to take in, but it's a lot of fun. Get your good walking shoes on. Find your good pair of dad ones. You know what I'm saying? But uh, we're going to be happy to have you go. And, you know, for Jared and I, it'll be business as usual, but it's business we need to get done uh, to bring the best in for y'all. And I do enjoy it. <laughs> Everybody was like, man, you sound like you hate it. Now I said, look, bro, you've done it once, you've done it. You know what I'm saying? And I've done it on both sides of the aisle. But, yeah, it's going to be a good time. It'll be nice to kind of kind of revisit the old – the old uh, shopping side of it, you know. <laughs> Sammy, you're a newcomer yeah, to yeah. the trade show side. Are you? What are you looking forward no, to? I'm super pumped. Uh, I've always wanted to go. Um, you know, I've been uh, I've seen T uh, uh, PCA, you know, many years, and you know, I'll always watch the uh, video podcast. Yeah. Other, you know, uh, cigar reviewers go that get to go and get to participate, go around talking to all the uh, uh, owners of uh, all the uh, different brands and stuff like that. And uh, I, I'm just really excited to actually go around and like look and see what everybody has and see how everybody's set up because I know it's going to be different person than it would be, uh, you know, just seeing it online and whatnot. But being able to go with uh, uh, both you guys, I, you know, I, I know a whole lot more now about cigars than I did, you know, 20 years ago. I mean, I've been smoking 20 years and it wasn't until I started, you know, coming to Omerta, you know, five, six, seven years ago that uh, I started actually learning and getting educated by Joel, you know, when Joel was working up here and, uh, uh, you know, hanging around with Jarrett, it just, you learn a lot more and you have more of an appreciation for, for the cigar and uh, what's in it and how it's made. And, uh, even some of the the owner stories you know like well how did they get started you know especially some of these boutique brands uh you know henderson uh, he did a, a great deal when he was up here and you know he told his whole story and dude i'll never forget that uh, the time that uh steve Saka came up here and uh sat around had a big round table with us up here and the, that stuff right there is just uh, key good moments for me cigar wise being able to hear uh, more about you know you know, how the cigar came to be, you know? Um, so 
super excited and uh, thankful that uh, uh, I get to go. Definitely going to be a great time. You know we're going to eat well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't even mention that. <laughs> we got, about, uh, we got about six weeks out, guys, so it's going to be a good, good time. Um, Joel, I don't know if you've seen the list, but actually it's a, it's a pretty robust list of vendors this year. I mean, you got uh, Oliva. Uh, I think Caldwell is going to be out there. Oh, cool. Um, I believe Obey is going to be out there. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Um, and I'm missing a whole bunch. I mean, I would yeah, say. Roma, uh, again, we talk about the. 90% of who we do business with is going to be out there, plus Earth. another additional 15 to 20 companies. Cool. You just can't carry everything in one thing. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I was actually very surprised about the size of the list. Good. Um, and I've been going to TPE since before they really even had cigars, right? Like. Probably the first TPE visit was about the same as my at the at the time it was a ICE IPCPR, um, but now it's PCA. Uh, yeah. Probably about 2009, 2008, wow. somewhere in there. My first visit to both these shows um, in a former life, I you know was more than just cigars. I was into yeah. all tobacco at the time for that particular gig, and uh, so yeah, we went out to TPE to do business. Um, went out with some vendors that we did business with. Yeah, I will say for me personally, like I feel like TPE is just easier to get business done. Um, so that's one thing I enjoy about it. Like that's the, that's the controversial it, statement. It's, 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 it's a smaller booth. Fucking, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a smaller yeah, booth. Yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, where's the beat? Hey, I'm gonna need you to beat that. <laughs> I said something already. We good. Yeah. So uh, smaller footprint, you know. Um, yeah. And we're we're not here to look at. And this won't be a place. I don't think we're gonna see a lot of new releases. In my opinion, I think it's just a place Coming to get out. some business done and uh, get some orders in going into the summer. Sure. And then we can kind of go from there. I, I, mean, I expect to see a few things, but with the not having such big boosts, I mean, you can kind of yeah. get to everybody relatively easy. Brilliant. And uh, we should be able to knock out our business in two business days. If yeah. Worst case scenario. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I definitely appreciate the fact that I can just get to it. Um, as much as I like um catching up with everybody. I don't want to do it while I'm trying to put in orders. No, I want to do it afterwards when we're going to have some coffee or a drink yeah. or a beer and have cigars some food. And that's the fellowship I'm looking for. Um, as a business owner, I just like to get my business done and get to relaxing. Uh, so definitely looking forward to TPE. This will be the first time I've been in this new expanded role uh, within the premium tobacco, uh, premium cigar world. So it's going to, for me, that's it difference I'm going to looking forward to is how they're integrating that and uh, the difference between this and the other shows that we've been to over, over time. Um, obviously it's in Las Vegas. That's typically where TPE is. Uh, our good friends, the, the Potas from the 808 crew uh, just recently moved out there. Uh, we're going to be staying with them because who needs a hotel? We got family, baby. You know what I mean? So uh, if you guys don't know Des, a lot of people out there, out there may know Des. Um, Sister can cook. Like mm. my sister can mm. cook. And I cannot wait to get mm. some Portuguese sausage and some fried rice and some short ribs and whatever else that. she happens to make. The Ono grinds. I'm eating <laughs> all those Ono grinds. Bro. There you go. <laughs> it's gonna be great. So yeah, we uh, maybe we'll do a special podcast edition uh, live from TPE. We'll put uh we'll get I know we got some headphones, Sammy. Maybe we can figure that out yeah. and uh do something where we can record it out there. We'll do it at the pool over at uh, the Potter's place. Yeah. On the, on the patio. We'll figure something out. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up is our sports 
moment. College football playoffs. <laughs> First round I felt like was really exciting. But more importantly, <laughs> we'll talk about last night's oh, man. beat down. Now, uh, I'll leave it over to Joel. He's our he's our resident sports guru. So I'll, I'll say this, because I know y'all got your thoughts. So we were running uh, at all our locations, uh, specifically the bars, a really neat promotion uh, last night, uh, opportunity for some folks to enjoy some, uh, some high-end whiskeys, and they did. Uh, but it was, a little, I don't want to say a little slower, it was a good night, but uh, relatively speaking, I think everybody kind of knew, and it's really sad, like you were talking about the TCU, Michigan, Ohio State, um, Georgia, and that was a hell of a game, man, because, you know, Georgia looked human, <laughs> you know, and, and actually, man, if you look at like the betting odds and some of the big sports surveys, people had TCU winning, I did not, um, I don't know if it's uh, acceptable to have a, a man crush on, a, on an athlete, you know, heading into draft season. Uh, that's why I'm so happy with, you know, DeMar Hamlin going home. I, I got to follow him uh, coming up from Pittsburgh. But Jalen Carter, man, that damn Georgia, what, three-tech? My God, he wasn't even like the big disruptor last night. But Max Dugan really has kind of like surprised a lot of people. My man came back down to earth real quick. I left uh, – I stayed for a full day of business, but I left at 38-7. to 7, And Jarrett was texting me right as I left. He said, it's over. And I thought it was that. I realized dude threw another pick. By the time I got home, and uh, I was joking with guys as a wrestling fan, because you think of Monday Night Raw's on, and man, they're always going to get whooped on that rating, dude. I guarantee you, people tuned back into that when it was what sixty-five to seven for the final. But I'll say this, or I'll ask this question, let y'all talk about it. What does that mean? Because I've seen this a lot today with with sports guys that I know, people I trust, and even industry people. What does this mean about this expanded playoff? Because, you know, Bama got left out and you got to take, you got to take the, I, I like Bama, but you got to take that, you know, Bama thing out of it. But I'm telling you right now, Georgia Bama would have been a damn better game than that. Like everybody always jokes about us as big 12 fans. I'm in Stilly. You know, we obviously we're Sooner fans. It's like a joke, but you got your TCUs and your, and your, uh, you know, teams like that, Texas, whatever. But like every time the Big 12 gets an opportunity in a, in a championship situation, we get smoked. I mean, I think of Georgia OU when Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb had a field day with us, and that was a quality team. Like, you know, I, I want to say it was Skip uh, talking about it today. Bro, like what's going to happen when you get Bama and Coastal Carolina? <laughs> you know, or you're going to get, uh, you know, Kansas State, did they get whipped by Alabama? And yeah, Alabama. Yeah, it went up I mean, to nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, thirty-five unanswered from. So from it's Bama, it's so. really like I know everybody's ratings wise, the expanded playoffs are going to be great, but like we can't have sixty-five to seven when you're looking for like a, an eighteen to a twenty Nielsen. Like the, the games like that ain't going to get it done. You know what I'm saying? But uh, anyways, that's my mouth of the Midwest rant on that. <laughs> well, I'll say this. I think I think um, TCU had a had a really poor game. Yeah. You know, there were some wide open passes in the in the early first quarter that the Max was was missing. Um, that receiver Johnson, uh, he's he's first, going to yeah, he's first going round to, pick, top yeah, twenty he's, pick. He's great. Yeah, um, those are passes that I mean, good pass protection that first quarter. And obviously they were missing Miller, the running back. I don't think that was a. I mean, obviously anytime you're missing a running back, yeah, going back to the I believe it. Uh, OU Florida National Championship, not having to mark mm. Murray, right? Mm. Chris Brown, we just couldn't get in the end zone in the, in the red zone, and that, that hurt, you know, our all-time leading touchdown 
uh, rushing touchdown leader when we didn't have any game. Um, but and I think Georgia's close call with with Ohio State woke them up. Yeah. Right. You got a a kid, or a, you have a grown man leading that team. Yeah. Twenty five. When, when your quarterback is older than six of the current NFL playoff starters <laughs> at quarterback, I mean, old Mahomes. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, twenty eight. It's not the same, right? Like these twenty-year-old, nineteen-year-old, twenty-one-year-old young guys, right? You just don't have the same maturity level as a twenty-five-year-old who's been in it for a while. You've been in your system. You're just, you know, there's a big gap, just like there is between a, a high school senior and a freshman coming in and a senior in college, right? He's basically a double senior if you think about it, right? Can I ask you a question on him, real quick? Absolutely, Stetson Bennett. If I told you right now, I swear to God, I've seen it. It's updated that they have him mocked as a seventh round pick, like Brock Purdy. We'll talk about that later. You taking a flyer on Stetson Bennett as a pro team? Sixth, seventh round. Yeah. Here's my thing. Yeah. Let's, let's look at the history of older quarterbacks. Sure. Right. Oh, yeah. Drew, Brandon Wheaton. <laughs> Brandon Wheaton, Chris Winkie, uh, Drew Henson, your Cowboys, right? Oh, God. When's the last oh. time you had? An older quarterback still in. Yeah. It ain't yeah. common. It ain't common. Still in the still in the league. If he was, yeah. and I listen, I'm not a quarterback. I'm this a big completely a couch thing. Hey, turn around and slap him real quick. <laughs> I just, I didn't even catch it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, every store has one. He's ours. <laughs> He's our make a wish. Make a wish, kid. It's it's a good thing that uh, Sammy <laughs> has the mute button on, <laughs> right? Um, so no, no, I'm not. You know, listen, I've never played college ball. Not even oh. like, never was gonna play college ball. So like, take it all with a grain of salt. But let's just look at the statistics. I'm a statistics guy, right? So let's, you know, what are the odds that he's going to excel in the NFL, um, given that he's still in college at 25 years old, right? So, but when you're talking about leading a team in college, right, against a much younger competition, uh, along with all that, you know, and credit to Kirby Smart, like the NFL talent on that team is top notch, right? I mean, how many first round picks do you have on that, on the on both sides of the ball on top? Let's just say top four rounds, right? Carter, um, Ringo, the corner. <laughs> and not just the kids this year, the, sorry, the kids, the young men this year, but also the young men that are going to get drafted next year too, right? Um, very much like the LSU team a few years ago that bulldozed everybody, right? That team was loaded with NFL talent. And Starters all over the league. So, you know, when it comes to that, I think that TCU, uh, the moment got to them, unfortunately, um, is what it looks like to me. I think that if they were to play again, that maybe they wouldn't win the game, but I think it would be a little bit more competitive. Um, all of a sudden now everyone's dogging the Big 12. They shouldn't have been there, this and that. Hey, Joel, didn't it remind you of the OU game when Georgia got stomped over OU? Funnily enough, I referenced that, Mike. I yeah. actually referenced that game, dude. Um, <laughs> I, hate, I hated watching that game, dude. So but fun. then they forget, you know, and I've heard – I've seen people today like, well, Ohio State, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm like – they lost to Michigan at home and <laughs> basically got their way into the playoffs, right? Like, yeah. because USC lost. Yeah. So USC lost to Tulane. So, 
And yeah. you know, TCU gave Michigan all they can handle. It was a close game. They had that one call, oh, kind yeah. of controversial. Um, so you know, I think credit to the Big Twelve and credit to TCU um, for getting there. Um, yeah. At the end of the at the end of the day, only yeah. one team and one fan base is going to be happy at the end of the yep. year because apparently there's no more pride in conference championships yeah. or having a winning record or having a competitive football team. I think people forget it's a game, yeah. right? It's a game. Like these are, you know, well, kind of paid athletes now. Um, so I, I've had a little bit more criticism for, for certain players that are getting big NIL deals because you want to get paid, take the criticism with it, right? Yeah. That's just how life works, right? Doing it for free-ish, right? Like, okay, like back off the kid a little bit. But – um, going forward, 12 teams, I mean, I think that first round will be interesting, like that Tulane-USC game, right? Yeah. Right, that that was, hey, I love to see that because, you know, go Tulane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, we won't get into all that today, but, uh, you know, there's always, you know, a couple sleepers out there. But if you really think about, oh, I think I was comparing it to the BCS a few days ago. Like the, I feel like the BCS got it right more than they got it wrong. Yeah. Right. Like typically, there's really only one to two teams that should be in that game in the first place. Right. So, were they really getting it wrong? You know, is there some years where maybe another team should have got in? You know, on the year uh, OU played USC, like we backed our way in. It was number four going into the championship weekend, and then we backed our way into number two because the two teams ahead of us lost and we won. Um. But outside that year, like, for the most part, the playoffs, I mean, a lot of these teams have gotten shut out, yeah. um, especially in the, in, the, in the first round of the playoffs, or it's been very uncompetitive. Uh, the year that uh, OU, I don't know, I think it was a couple of years ago now, OU played Georgia and uh, Bama played, I think it was Ohio State or yeah. Michigan State, right? Smoking. So Bama smoked them. But if you think about competitiveness, like double overtime, Georgia, Oklahoma, and then an overtime game, Alabama and um, uh, Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, right. So, like, it, how much more competitive can you make that, right? All those teams. That was one of the few years I felt like any of those three teams could have won it. Good um, and I want to do that with an asterisk because OU's defense that year was atrocious. Oh. Uh, but, you know, Baker was able to – mitigate or minimize some of those holes receivers with with the with the offense right and then just the the, the, yeah. the charisma he brought to the team yeah. um so yeah i'm looking forward to the 12 team playoff i mean you know from a fan standpoint like at least it gives some meaning to some other games sure because right now what what the 14 playoff has done is it's really just killed the bowl games yeah like, nobody cares. cares oh nobody cares right no ratings like, there's no ratings. Nobody cares. They're not really – I mean, it's just for a trophy. Uh, I think it's a great opportunity for those teams to get more practice in, uh, especially like for someone like for OU this year, right? Like, you had a lot of guys going to the NFL. Yep. Uh, we got a lot of players that um, got to play for the first time. And, you know, it really – I was happy to see uh, the next generation coming through, even though we, we, we took that tough, tough loss against yeah. a really good Florida State team, which we did probably shouldn't have been playing. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to seeing a 12-team format. Um, a, just for the growth on the uh, for the younger guys and the opportunity to compete, right? Like, for me, I think everybody gets the opportunity to compete, but I don't think it's going to change anything. I'll be very surprised for the next five years when it starts. I think it's two years from now it starts. 
if we see somebody out of the top three, um, yeah. top four uh, seedings win the national championship. Um, I just don't think – this isn't basketball, right, like where you can go on a run and get hot and, you know, this is a whole different ball game. And I think that those teams are going to continue to dominate. Uh, the only thing that really worries me from a fan standpoint is a key injury and maybe one of the the, the lower, you know, the first rounds or second rounds. Think of the Jalen uh, Smith. Right. Yeah. Or like uh, uh, the year before uh, blew his ACL or uh, McGee blew out his ACL. Yeah. The Monty Ball. Right? Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you don't want to ever see any of those young guys get hurt. Yeah. Especially guys that are going in the NFL or just anybody, period. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that'll be, you know, something else we'll see. You know, like you're already, they're already at a 12, 12, 13 game season. Now you're, you know, championship games, 15, 16, that's the NFL season for these kids, yeah. right? So, you know, that'll be interesting to see. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll, I'll wrap it up with that. Looking forward to uh, seeing what uh, next year brings. And then two years from now, we'll find out what the 12 team playoff looks like. But I think that first round will be an exciting round of football uh, for fans across the board, especially with, the upper seas being able to host a home playoff game. Yeah. So, you know, how cool would it be to be um, a Bama fan at, at your stadium hosting a game or at the U or, yeah. you know, at the Palace on the Prairie? Like, yeah. that's going to be fun, right? So I think that aspect of it's great. Um, and the fact that it's going to give more meaningful games to the end of the season. Because uh, I will say the last couple of years, I just really haven't watched as many bowl games. Oh. It don't matter, right? At least before it was just one game that, you know, was a championship game and some of the games were relatively competitive. But now with these guys sitting out, pulling out early and whatnot, yeah. um, and credit to the Bama players. I'm, you know, I'm not yeah, an Alabama fan by any means, but um, I think it says a lot about their culture that mm -hmm. most of their players showed up and wanted yeah. to compete in that game. First round about, balance. Think about, you know, Will Anderson and Bryce Young and a lot of those guys that are putting, yeah. putting a lot at risk to play and what for them, I mean, I'm not going to say it's a meaningless game. They wouldn't have played, but like a meaningless game in the grand scheme of the year, yeah. right? Like they're not getting anything extra. Uh, there's no incentive to beat Kansas state, right? Except pride, yeah. hey, which I'm cool with, like yeah. completely cool with, but had it been two years from now, they would have moved on to the next round. Right. But now it's worth something. So that part I am looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next up. It's that time, NFL playoffs. Oh boy. Oh so uh, I wrote, I went ahead and wrote down. Uh, we can talk about each game, and maybe we can do yeah. a little who's who's got who to win, and I'll keep yeah. a little track here, Joel. Uh, oh, yeah. We'll save that one for last. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's on our last. So, first yeah. up, Seattle Seahawks, surprise team this year versus the 49ers at home. Joel. I'll, uh, I'll, keep, I'll try to keep them, you know, short because there's quite a few games. But, uh, look, man. I'm stoked for Pete Carroll, Coach Carroll, and Geno Smith. What a story for Geno Smith, Pro Bowler. But I don't think uh, – and, I mean, they might be a dark horse. Not even saying a dark horse to win the Super Bowl. I think the Niners are just going to skunk that team. Now, again, though, Brock Purdy's a rookie. He's Mr. Irrelevant. If he has one bad game, that's all it takes. But that team is so well built on both sides of the football. I think my good friend Levi over there at Black Label is a lifelong Niners fan. would appreciate that, but – they, that's going to be the team to beat. I, I got Niners winning that game uh, relatively easy. But, again, kudos to Seattle. Kudos Taking to Seattle. Seattle, man. I can't yeah. take a rookie in that game. No. 
Listen, nothing, oh, against, wow. okay. nothing against Brock Purdy, but yeah. like it reminds me of what we just watched last night, right? Is a yeah. moment going to be too big? And that's so, a hell of a defense. Playoff football is different than regular season football. Sammy, who you got? Uh, he don't want a whole lot of NFL. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> he just he just weigh in when he needs to. <laughs> you know, I'm one of those that uh, I'll watch it if it's on TV, but I'd rather watch you know college and uh, watch college hit it off and whatnot. There you know, yeah. but yeah, I am the Oklahoma State guy. You know, yeah. sorry, it is what it is. Hey, bro. Hey, all of So you know, went to college there. Got to support my bro. So. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, if I if I were just to pick, just knowing what little I know, I'd probably pick Seahawks as well. Um, and that's mainly just because never was a uh, 49ers fan per se. It was always kind of I, I spent a lot of summers up in uh, Seattle, uh, staying with my grandpa uh, when I was a kid. So uh, you know, I've got to see one Seahawks game. So I'll pick Seahawks just because of that. Fair enough. Next up, Chargers versus the Jags. Go ahead with this one, Jerry. I got a lot – not a lot to say. I'll keep it short, but – I'm taking the Chargers, man. Like, listen, the Jags was a pick six away, a weird pick six away, whatever that was, scooping touchdown away from the Titans making the playoffs. Oh, the drop down thing. I don't even know who the quarterback was for the Titans. Some, it was uh, Josh Dobbs. He was a Tennessee quarterback. Tennessee, yeah. So, listen, the Steelers, man. yeah. Seahawks, I mean, the Chargers can't seem to ever put it together all at once, but they have a phenomenal quarterback. Uh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a KNC Chiefs fan, so obviously AFC yeah. West. Um, I got I got Chargers. Yeah, I agree with you. I, look, man, I know everybody like – I feel like Jacksonville because I got Dallas, but Jacksonville is, is one of those teams you really don't want to play. But I think – and this is why I said it could be a rant, but I won't make it one. I think there's so much – look, nobody said Christian Kirk could be a number one receiver. I'm like, you're crazy. He's proven it. Okay, kudos to, uh, you know, they got Dougie P, man, who won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. But I got the Chargers in that one, too. And it's look, Justin Herbert is is lights out. They got great receivers with the veteran Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, you know, good uh, serviceable running back with Eckler. But what nobody talks about with that team is that damn defense. You got a damn good safety with Derwin James. I'm pretty sure they got Khalil Mack because I was trying to remember where Khalil Mack ended up. And, and, you know, Joey Bosa, the forgotten Bosa at this point. But I think – that offensive line is going to get baptized in that game. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is coming along. I actually thought he was going to be a big-time bust when he came out, and he's he's coming along, man. I can't be mad at that, but I think Chargers got this one, man. I be I wouldn't be surprised if Jacksonville wins, but if I was betting with the with the money, I'm putting it on on the Los Angeles. I'm with you on that. We put five hours of pay on it. No, no, I'm with you, man. We're going to pay each other, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to see the Jaguars win it. That damn Tony Khan, man. <laughs> damn. Is uh, Shad Khan, the, the owner of the team, his son owns the AW Pro Wrestling, and my guys always give me give me hell because he's such a dweeb, man. Like, he's such a dweeb. He's, my boys got mad at me because there was a clip of them celebrating a, a quality win, winning the division. And he, dude's like 140 pounds soaking wet. But I see him hanging off the shoulder of their number two receiver, Zay Jones. And I'm like, that's great. What happens if Zay Jones tweaked the shoulder? The the owner's son just put your number two receiver on the shelf. It's just weird stuff like that. Like, right. go Chargers. Go Chargers, man. <laughs> Sam, are you picking or are you just listening? Well, I'm going to pick the Chargers on that one. because There you go. Smart uh, choice. I, I don't know enough about the Jaguars, so 
I, I know the Neither does America. A pretty decent <laughs> setup this year. All right, next up, Dolphins versus the Bills. Hell of a story. Hell of a story with Tua. And, man, dude, like every time – God bless that kid. Every time he goes down, I'm wondering if he plays again. Uh, let's be honest, man. If Is you he come playing? In, uh, I, no, 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 he's playing. But you think about the concussions and everything this year. Uh, they got some good defensive players. Uh, you look at, like, the Jalen Phillips of the world. They have Byron Jones, who was a – I don't even know if he's healthy. But what, what scares me with, with uh, you know, obviously with the Dolphins – is it safe to say, if we're just being unbiased, that they probably have the two best receivers in the league on that team with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, the Bama kid? Yeah. They're, gotta... they're speedsters, but I absolutely have Buffalo just wipe. And they beat Buffalo, if you remember, when Buffalo was hurt uh, earlier in the year. But I have, like, Buffalo has so much to play for. Like, they went all in like the Rams did, what, a year or two ago? Uh, was it last year? Yeah, last year when they got the Super Bowl. Uh, but, uh, like, what happens if Buffalo doesn't win? You know what I mean? There's a lot of a lot of stuff on the line. I believe Vaughn Miller's done for the year with an ACL, but I, I still have Buffalo stomping them in this game. There's I for, that, that defense has so many players. I forget people on the team like Boogie Basham and Greg Rousseau. It's uh, I got Buffalo in that one. Buffalo, like I, there's but Buffalo. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. Yeah, let's Just keep that Buffalo one easy. Yeah, Buffalo's got a lot of emotional stuff to play for. Yeah, uh, and so they're going to have a lot of heart, a lot of just wanting to get it done just because of the, um, you know, uh, the recent happenings. Uh, yeah, with, uh, Hamlin. Uh, my Hamlin, yeah. Yeah. And I hope he's tweeting all throughout the game. <laughs> yeah. 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 Great that he's uh, yeah, home with conscious the family and, yeah. you know, looks like he's on the road to recovery, so yeah. good for him. Yeah, they let him go home. Oh, I didn't notice. I've been yeah, he'll, he'll be tweeting. He'll be tweeting. I believe it was. <laughs> nice. Good for him. Happy to see it. All right, next up, Giants versus Vikings. Now, I want to say I'm picking the Vikings only for this sole reason. Like, Kirk Cousins has taken a lot of flack. And listen, I get it. He signed a big contract. And you get, you know, with, with that comes the scrutiny of signing a big contract. But, you know, he's put together a pretty solid season. Sometimes he is Kirk Cousins and has a, has a bad game. But uh, they got home field advantage. Vikings got a phenomenal fan base, you know, and uh, so I'm picking the Vikes in this one. Somebody once or asked me this year if there's one game I probably wouldn't watch, and I was like, that's an easy decision. But because it's – and I, I didn't mean to be a cavalier about it, but uh, the crazy thing with this one is, like, both these teams can win, both these teams can lose. I think Fair what point. it's going to come down to with this one is can they hold down Justin Jefferson? Can they, can they secure Dalvin Cook? The Giants low-key have a damn good front now. If you think about Thibodeau and, you know, was, I think they've still got Dexter Lawrence, a Clemson kid, and uh, Aziz Ojolari. Like, they got a damn good front. Secondary, and but kudos to them because, like, you remember them all they signed all the big receivers? Like, somebody got an APB out for Kenny Galladay's ass? Like, where is that old boy at? Dude, they're winning these games with Richie James. And I can't – Isaiah Hodgkins, bro. I had to look these guys up, and I'm a draft nerd. You know, I was like, who the hell's these kids? But, uh, yeah, I, man, I, I'm with you, man. I, I think Justin Jefferson's going to end up being too much here. I don't think Minnesota goes far, but I think Minnesota wins this game. Would not surprise me if the Giants did, but I'll pick Minnesota here. Yeah, I'm going I'm going Vikings just because of the sole fact that it, it, it feels like just the games that I've watched, it always seems like the Giants traditionally choke towards the end and uh, – uh, that, that just give it up. Um, yeah. I kind of feel like uh, the Giants are a lot like Oklahoma State. They just give up and 
joke at the fourth quarter. <laughs> All right, next up, Ravens versus Bengals. Lamar Jackson's back. Yeah, I, I believe that's what, that's, the, that's, that's what I'm hearing too. Um, Baltimore, man, over the years, is that team you do not want to play in the playoffs. They just – they're like the kings of the upset. It's a well-coached team with John Harbaugh. There's some great players on that team. Um, I don't even know if the Michigan kid has started playing yet. You know, everybody talks about Aiden Hutchinson, but you think about the other pass rusher that they had that Baltimore scored in the second round. Uh, hell's the kid's name? Uh, Ajabo, David Ajabo. And, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson's a threat. You know, he's got Mark Andrews, you know, OU boy, who's a hell of a tight end. But, I mean, Cincinnati, their weakness is still that defense. They got Mike Hilton from the Steelers playing corner. They had Cheeto Ouzier, who had a cup of coffee with us in Dallas, was okay, but, like, not a guy you're going to give a long-term contract to, and they're playing good football. Uh, they got some good pass rushers. But, again, you got Joe Burrow. You got Jamar Chase. You got T. Higgins. Like, Cincinnati's offense is everything. Not to mention, it's like Joe Mixon over there running the ball. They got Samaji P. Ryan who can catch out of the backfield, so I'm going Cincinnati in that one. I got Cincinnati as well. Um, I mean – Joe Burrow has not disappointed since he's gotten to the NFL. They're at home, and I think they have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder because of this yeah. whole – and I get – listen, I, I get that they're, they had to make some special considerations yeah. for how they were going to handle uh, the playoff seating in the AFC because of the situation with the Buffalo-Cincinnati game. Real classy. Um, but, you know, really, if you look at just the backside of that, Cincinnati kind of got the raw end of that deal. Um, yeah. Some things that turned out a certain Understandable, way. but yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, they're going to harbor a little bit of chip on their shoulder. I think they're going to come out swinging. I think they're going to put this game away early, just in my opinion. Yeah. I think so. Oh, boy. It's that time, isn't it, Jeff? It's that time. Sammy? I, that game I have no opinion on. I, <laughs> I would do, I'd probably have to say the Bengals just because, you know, I, I don't know a lot about all the players, but I know who Joe Burrows is and – he was really good so in college. So, yeah. all right, I'll, I'll go with that alone. We're gonna me and you are gonna go first, Sammy, so we can let Joel wrap this uh, session up because after this, we're gonna <laughs> close it out, and we already know he's gonna have a few words to say. So, Bucks at home versus them boys. <laughs> Sammy, who you got? Oh man. Um, you know, I'll probably have to go with old Joel on this one. I'll have to go with the Cowboys. Um, Always liked you, Sam. It, it, well, hey, any other time I wouldn't mind seeing Cowboys lose, but, you know, I, I'd i like to see them win this one. Yeah. For no other reason that they're close to home. That's it. I got the books until somebody shows me that or Tom shows me himself. Uh, Big Tom fan that he's not the a playoff extraordinaire. He's at home. It's been a it's been a crazy season for him. He's had a crazy personal life, all in the media, you know. And uh, he kind of reminds me of someone like Mike, right? MJ, like someone who looks for chips on his shoulder. And uh, going, you know, they scrape together a, a, a playoff berth. Uh, because of the way the seating is, obviously they, they were fortunate to get the, the home field advantage for the first round. And uh, I just feel like Tom's got one last run left in him this year with everything that's going on. I think he's going to put it all out there and maybe have one of the best games of the season. Plus, I don't like the boys, so 
That's it. <laughs> all right, Joe, tell us about your boys. Let me hear all nah, about it. Man, it's uh, and I look, Stephen A. Smith is always right. I'm a lifelong Cowboys fan. I'm 41, 42 this year, and I'm old enough to remember championship football 26 years ago, you know. But Stephen A's right, man. Cowboys fans themselves are actually horrible, man. Hated the Micah Parsons pick, hated CeeDee Lamb, hated Trayvon Diggs, and we're hurt. Uh, but I, I'm going to preface this because the one, the two people you never want to play in the playoffs, and Mahomes, quite frankly, would be the third at this point. Eagles and Chiefs got a bye week, well deserved. But you never want to play Brady or Rodgers in the playoffs. Here's the thing I wanted this matchup because if you are going to win a playoff game and make a run, you're going to have to play those guys anyways. So if the Cowboys can pull this off, and that's a big if after whatever the hell that game was against the Washington Commanders and Captain Tuddy, they got a fat pig as a mascot now. God almighty, the fat pig over there doing the gritty against us. Hey, but if you can't get motivated by that kind of an ass whooping to a fifth round quarterback out of the University of North Carolina, backups on the defense, you don't deserve to be there. You deserve to be one and done like many disappointing years with the Cowboys. I love my quarterback. Jarrett knows I love Dak. Dak is class, but he has had a strange year. You know, like Dak is, let's be honest, man, even in prior years, Dak has overcome for a fourth round pick, you know, and Zeke, I love Zeke. Zeke is probably one of the best blocking running backs, if not the best in the league, but the juice is gone. Tony Pollard's the guy. We've got a young running back out of Florida and Malik Davis. Uh, you know, CeeDee Lamb has established himself as a number one, but, I'm not worried about CeeDee Lamb. I need my meme to show up. I need Michael Gallup and Noah Brown and those guys. You know, T.Y. Hilton, the ghost, he's been great for a veteran. But, like, defense, like, nobody throws on Diggs. He'll get beat once or twice when he gambles, but Diggs is fine. Corner, the uh, safeties are great. But Tom Brady's no damn fool. He knows our right corner's out. He's going to pick on these kids, man. Chris Godwin's going to be over there, Mike Evans. That defense has to show up. Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons and these guys. I'm going to pick the Cowboys as a homer, but I'm a realist. You know what I mean? Like, and the guys know that they bust my balls, but I think Jarrett and, and everybody else, you know, all our Tulsa guys know like Mario, Mario's a lifelong Eagles fan. Our own Mark Magazoo up there at, at Stillwater, man. They, these are Eagles fans, but they they've always respected me for being a realist. Like I'm going to pick the Cowboys because I love my team, but I got to see a win. And would I be surprised if, if Tampa won? No, it's Tom Brady. It's the goat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tom Brady is like, would they finish seven to nine, eight, nine, win the season? I think it was eight and nine. Yeah. Yeah. But Tom Brady don't care about that. He knew he was in the playoffs in the bad division, you know, <laughs> terrible division this year. It's like the NFC East most years and they were decent this year, you know, but I, we got to see because what hurts me again, I, I love Prescott, but what if he throws another pick six, Jared? What do you say? Seven games straight now? What if he so throws seven games straight yeah. and he's the first quarterback in league history to miss five games and either yeah. lead the league or be tied in the league for interceptions. You know who was really fantastic too and did that a lot too? He's call, calling games on CBS now. Tony and Romo, uh, we all liked boy. him too. Light you know, a candle. Like, what's that? Light a candle. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like, look, I, I'm rooting for Dak just because of Dak. You know what I mean? As, as the human being, Rain Dakota Prescott. But yeah, this is going to be a tough game, but you're going to have to win this game. So we either win this game and we go to Philly or we lose this game and Tampa goes to Phil. Uh, we'll see. But and the crazy part, it's a, it's a Monday night game. I really do wish, though, in, in fairness, and I get it, it's going to be hell of a rating. I wish they'd get rid of the Monday night playoff game because you do give both of those teams a short week either way. I think you do need to do all the playoff games on Saturday and Sunday. And there's no reason not to. It's six yeah. games. Yeah. So yeah. three and yeah. three. 
True. So, yeah, it's it's going to be – look, we got some great playoff games, but I always uh, take that one with a grain of salt, <laughs> and I will this year too. Hey, either way, win or lose, draft season, round the corner. <laughs> Perfect. Well, this uh, wraps up uh, J&J Smoking Hour. First episode, special guest appearance by the master of storm chasing himself, Mr. Sammy Brents, a.k.a. the head dick, the director of information and computers for the company. Um, if anybody's going to check out this first episode, we'd be more than happy to uh, get your feedback, man. Like we uh, you haven't met us. We're about getting better. Uh, we want to make this entertaining for everybody. Like I said, in the future, we're definitely going to have um, some special guest appearances and we'll continue to talk about the industry, um, business and uh, sports, which is probably the biggest three things in our life. So, uh, Sammy, thanks for joining us. Thanks for helping us put, put this together. A lot of fun. Yep. You're welcome. And uh, be fun. don't forget to do some living the cigar life, baby. Boom.